0: Welcome to the Menifee United Church of Christ podcast. Menifee UCC is a
1: lively, loving, open, and affirming church. A church that follows Jesus' great commandments. Love God, love others, love yourself. A church that welcomes everyone. A church that speaks truth to power. And a church that works for justice more than just us. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good, his steadfast love encourages forever. Let Israel say, His steadfast love encourages forever. Open to me the gates of the restoredness that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate to the Lord, the righteousness shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that has that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord doing his it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Save us we Beseech, um, beseech you, O oh Lord. O oh Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and he has given us light behind the festal position with branches. <laughs> Up to the horns and the altar, you are my Lord, and I will give thanks to you forever. You are my God, I will extol you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, He is good and steadfast love endures forever. <laughs>
0: Jacob, that was wonderful. Thank you so very much. And I think everyone was laughing in recognition of saying, they too have also looked at scriptures and said, oh, that's a long one. Yes, that is a common refrain. Um, And you have such a way of bringing it to light. Our second reading this morning comes from the book of Luke. Chapter 19, verses 28 through 40. entitled Jesus' Triumphal Entry into Jerusalem. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany at the place called Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt, also known as a donkey, that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why are you untying it, just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as as he had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully and with loud voices for all the deeds of power they had seen, saying, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. And he answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Thus ends our inspired reading today. Amen. 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 So it's Paul Sunday. We get the reading of of Luke today. What stands out to you?
1: They weren't arrested for stealing the cult. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't arrested
0: for stealing the cult.
1: Right. <laughs> yes, Jacob? Yeah, uh, I wish it was that easy to get stuff this, these days.
0: Oh, it's harder to get stuff back then. So we, so we have like,
1: to... Lord needs this, yeah, I'm dumping you know? out.
0: That's
1: right. It's like, these days, hey, Lord needs this, for rescue. <coughs> it's like, you, you can buy it you buy it? Yes, yeah, there's no question. It's it's like, okay, take my donkey.
0: Right. And yet, sometimes I heard one commentary say that these disciples, as they have walked with Jesus, are perpetually going on the coffee runs to Starbucks. Right? Um, (laughs) Go get the colt. All right. (laughs) Off I go to go grab. You need latte and mocha? What do you need? Exactly. So, I'm wondering if there there might be some human um, frustration also at this point. Um, what's saying you want us to go what go take a colt go take a donkey from someone that we don't know who's never been written? How do I know if it's never been written? Right. There's probably know in advance. It was there mm. What do you think Marsha? What do you mm. think he knew that? He Knows what's coming that's right and in fact what Jesus is doing at this point is he is referring to a scripture in Zechariah 9, nine in which he says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem, which is where he is entering. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he, humble and riding on a donkey, on a colt the foil of the foal of a donkey. He will cut off the chariot from Ephraim and the war horse from Jerusalem and the battle bow shall be cut off and he shall command peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Jacob, yes. Is that
1: a prophecy?
0: Yes, it absolutely was a prophecy. Right? So the writer of Zechariah, the Jewish tradition knew that there was a Messiah coming. And they had these foretold instances, these circumstances in which they could recognize that this was the Messiah. So as they're reading this, and this was part of the Hebrew scripture, the fact that Jesus is now indeed riding in on a colt, a donkey, helps fulfill that scripture. And saying, now you have recognition here the importance but we have something to learn from this donkey from this cult this is a character that oftentimes gets overlooked right ah it's just the donkey we focus in on the palms and people laying their cloth down their cloaks down and welcoming of this new messiah they've seen these miracles happen everyone is entering because it's passover week so there's a flooding into jerusalem at the time And this donkey is the sign of peace. At the same time this is happening, the Roman Empire has sent Pontius Pilate into the town. And he, unlike Jesus, is riding in on a majestic steed, on a horse. And this horse signifies power in war. And he has been sent by this governing Roman Empire to make sure that nothing happens, that there's not chaos that ensues during this influx for the Passover. And here we have Jesus riding on a donkey
1: of colts. Yes, Jacob. Um, he said, I told you if this is silent, the stone will shall. I
0: don't really get that because it is basically saying old stone the back. Yay! All yeah. right. So you remember earlier, Jacob, when you were talking about was this prophecy? Uh-huh. Do you think there might be room that that's also a prophecy? <gasps> <laughs> oh! Oh yes, indeed. What he is referring to here is the psalm that we read earlier today. If we look in Psalm 18, it goes on to say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches upon the horns. Uh, Let's see. That is not the right place that I'm looking right now. In Psalm 18, it talks about exactly what you're talking about. And in fact, it also is referenced in Habakkuk, which is another Old Testament scripture. Habakkuk 2, 9, or chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 says, Alas, for you who get evil, gain for your house, setting your nest on high to be safe from the reach of harm. You have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life. The very stones will cry out from the wall, and the plaster will respond from the woodwork.
1: Once again, this
0: is prophecy of saying, even if I silence all who are here, essentially, God will still find a way to receive this, to be praised, well said, to be praised. My goodness, I can imagine that that has lifted some pressure off of Jesus. Jesus. Just saying, I still trust what you're asking me to do. I can't stop this. This is about God's business. This is about God's work. And I can't even stop what's about to happen to me within this coming week. So let them shout. Let them praise. This same crowd who is offering the praises is also the same crowd who will cry for Jesus to be crucified. On this day, they're able to rejoice. And we find ourselves in such this wonderful position of humanity. For we are this crowd. We wave the branches. We sing the glory of a Messiah who has come to free people. And as we read who instills peace, I'm reminded oftentimes about Luke chapter 2. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. We're reading at the beginning of Luke here, this heaven that is shouting down peace to the earth with this Christ child being born. And now, on this Palm Sunday, as Jesus enters Jerusalem, we find the people shouting for peace to the heavens. It goes back and forth. There's communion to be had, as he is riding on a humble donkey who had to be untied. And there's a whole sermon there about the many ways we could be untied from things in order to serve God. But again, many times in the scriptures, there's multiple sermons to be had. Jesus is entering what will be known as his passion and I, as a pastor, struggle on Palm Sunday because I know the reality of the situation as much as I would love for everyone to come on Good Friday to have a deeper experience within the passion story and the, the sacrifice of Jesus' love and the fulfillment of Jesus' love, which we celebrate next week with Easter. But if you miss that part, I, I feel a responsibility today To say that we cannot just go from joy to greater joy. That is not the journey. We go from joy to sorrow to suffering. As Jesus enters, as he's coming down from the Mount of Olives and he's being heralded, is it possible that he knows possibly what's awaiting for him as he enters into these city gates? Does he know that his time that this is the last week of his life? And I ask you for a moment to question what might it be like for you to know you have one week left and to be adored as you come through, that you are worshipped and praised and hearing all this clamoring around you, knowing what it is that you carry as you ride in. What would that be like for you?
1: Overwhelming.
0: Overwhelming. Absolutely. Jacob? Insane. Insane. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Heartbreaking. And I wonder if disconnecting and isolating And yet, so full of purpose.
1: Maybe <clears throat> love to know that you are
0: so loved. <clears throat> love to know that you are so loved. And as we wave these branches and these palms, and we lay down the cloak in preparation for the Easter, they do not yet know that there is an Easter to come. That must suck. Well said, Jacob. <laughs> right.
1: And yet, but, yes, Jefferson. same people are going to right. They're going to turn on him. <laughs> and But it's all, pur- like all in the plan, the purpose, the redeeming
0: the world. So there's deeper than that. Deeper than that.
1: Yes. Jacob, I am going too much. How does God rate really Easter?
0: We're going to get there. It might not be today, but we're going to get there next week. I know. You're welcome to preach it if you'd like. <coughs> yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> Marcia. Well, the people that turned against him, did they do it because of fear for their life? Because you know how mean the Romans were. <sighs> <sighs> Didn't some own brother do that
0: too? Of Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. We all have reasons why we do things, even the ones who were closest to him denied him. Fear is an incredible motivator for protection and survival. So it very well could be that it was for fear because mm-hmm. of the Roman Empire. And in the same turn, we could, killed on the spot. could have been. And at the same time, the Roman Empire was fearful of losing control. There's a lot of fear that goes into this story There's a lot of fear that can be perpetuated even within the Christian institution, the body of Christ. I strive very hard to make sure that this is not a place inspired by fear, that this is a place of worship inspired by love because fear can manipulate and it can get people to do the things that they need them to do for a short time. Just in this example that we move from the beginning of the week to by the end of the week and how fear has transitioned from joyous celebration and to calling for the death of Jesus Christ. And yet Jesus rides on and he continues to walk. And as we finish this morning, I invite you to participate with me. By first, there's a liturgy by Mm -hmm. Emily Griffin. And I ask at this time that when I finish, if you will kindly respond with, he kept on walking. Let's give it a try. la da da
1: He kept on walking. He
0: kept on walking. That's right. So here we go. I want you to imagine Jesus and his disciples walking dusty roads from one village to the next, where there were lame people and blind people that Jesus would heal, and then crowds would gather to hear him teach. Then, on the way, Jesus would have all kinds of conversations with his disciples, trying to help them understand his mission and his dream of the world. All in the way, they were heading to Jerusalem, where Jesus knew he would come up against all the powers, where he would be abandoned, rejected, betrayed, humiliated, flogged, and nailed to a cross. And yet he kept walking. On Palm Sunday, we celebrate what is often called Jesus' triumph into Jerusalem. And I think we easily imagine that the focus of the whole city was on Jesus and that they knew what they were celebrating. And the reality is that possibly millions of pilgrims were flooding in for Passover and Jesus may not have been the center of the attention. It was his small band of followers, who in excited anticipation imagined they were part of a royal procession and that Jesus would become king. Jesus let them treat him as royalty, even as he arrived on a donkey. But deep in his heart, he knew that this was also like a funeral procession or a walk down death row. Jesus knew that every step he took was one step closer to death, he kept on walking.
1: He knew that before
0: he died, he would have to confront the center of religious power, those who use God's name to manipulate and control and oppress.
1: He kept on walking.
0: He knew that he would be betrayed to death by one of his friends and companions on the road. He kept
1: on walking.
0: He knew that he would be falsely tried by a corrupt and unjust legal system. He kept on walking. He knew the crowds were fickle and likely to turn on him as he, as they had profit, as, as they had the prophets before him.
1: He kept on walking.
0: He knew he would be mocked and humiliated.
1: He kept on walking.
0: He knew his dearest and closest friends would fail him, abandon him, deny him, and struggle to believe him.
1: He kept on walking.
0: He knew he would be flogged and tortured almost beyond what he could physically bear. He kept on walking. He knew his mother's heart and the hearts of the men and women who loved him so would be broken.
1: He kept on walking.
0: He knew he would suffer an agonizing death and face the greatest confusion and darkness he had ever known.
1: He kept on walking.
0: He knew that if he was faithful to the end he would know the greatest joy. And bringing redemption to the world, he kept on walking. He knew that when all of it was through, it would return to the one from whom he came, the one who is perfect love.
1: He kept on walking.
0: When I think of Jesus, and his way to the cross, I believe that with each step he was identifying more deeply with us, with all of us, especially the most broken parts of ourselves and our communities. He was identifying with all the pain and suffering and despair of a really messed up, broken, sinful and lost humanity. He was identifying with all the oppressed and downtrodden ones. And he invites us to pick up our cross and take this path, the way of the cross. He invites us to walk in solidarity with others who are forced to walk a path of suffering, humiliation, and death. He invites us to know our own weakness and brokenness. And not be afraid to keep walking. And I say these things humbly in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 To contact the Menifee United Church of Christ or for more information, go to menifeeucc.org. Thank you for listening.